What's up everybody and welcome to episode number 13 of Behind the Grind. We're going to switch it up a little bit and today on the show we have not one, not two, but three special guests. Starting with Vicente Luque, moving on to Anthony Romano, and last but not least, your boy Eric Anders. So I hope you guys enjoy the video and we'll see you at the end. Peace. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Grind. With his most recent win coming by a close split decision over Platinum Mike Perry, he also holds quite impressive wins over Nico Price, Thiago Santos, and Bilal Mohamed. Vicente, how's it going today? What's up, man? I'm going good. 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 So uh, can you start off the interview by telling us a little bit about your background? Yeah, so... I started martial arts really young. Uh, first time I got into a, a mat of, of karate. I was about three to four years old. My mom is a black belt in karate. So since then, I've trained uh, at 15 years old. I joined the Muay Thai class, and then I started going to, to MMA. At around 17, I had my first fight. And since then, I've been grinding to get UFC. 2015, I got to the UFC and and been been doing what I'm doing. That's awesome. So actually in 2014 you're on the Ultimate Fighter, correct? Yeah, that's correct. What about that? Yeah, so the Ultimate Fighter, I was part of uh, Top 21. That was the only one we had two teams uh, of MMA competing against each other, Black Zillions and ATT. I was part of the Black Zillions and it was a really different experience. I think it was very valuable from the point that I evolved a lot. I was able to show what I could do in the cage. And at the same time, I got to, you know, live with my opponents. That was a different kind of thing. You know, you saw them every day. We're going to fight. But at the same time, that made me be more realistic about that guy that's in the cage with me is another man just like me. So I have nothing to fear. I just have to go there, do my best, and work hard, and, and I'm going to get the win. It's a totally different experience. You don't get to do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. It was it was very cool. So how does your nickname, The Silent Assassin, relate to you? Yeah, that was part of uh, it happened in Ultimate Fighter. Uh, Glenn Robinson, he's the guy that uh, made Black Zillions. He was the team owner for Black Zillions. And my manager as well at the time. And he, you know, I wasn't a guy that spoke too much. I just, you know, kept quiet, did my work. But when, whenever I stepped in the cage, I, you know, I worked and I, I showed my potential in there. So he said, hey, you're like a silent assassin. You don't talk much. You don't say anything. But when you get in there, you kill these guys. So you're, that's going to be your nickname. So you mentioned Black Zillions. That's where you train out at the, where you train out of at the moment, correct? Uh, not right now. So the Black Zillions, uh, at the moment, I don't think that they are working anymore. We, the team split up back in 2016 or 17, I'm not sure. And I've always trained in Brazil and in Florida. So right now I'm part of Serato MMA, the team I started at 17 here in Brazil. And when I'm in the U.S., I train at Hard Knocks 365, 
where there's Henry Hoof, Kamaru Usman also, and Gilbert Burns, they all are from there. That's sweet. <laughs> so uh, I know Mike Perry is one of the baddest dudes on the planet. Uh, what did you find worked for you in that fight? Yeah, I mean, this was a big fight. I knew he was going to go in there and, and, you know, come aggressive and try to knock me out every single moment. I kind of prepared myself for that, and I wanted to go for the striking. I'm a striker myself, so I got ready for, you know, to especially put on the pressure on him, try to keep him walking back. The guy that likes to walk forward, and that's where he has the hardest punches. But whenever he walks back, it's he's not going to punch as hard. So that's what I try to do through the fight. I think it was a pretty close fight, but I believe I got the second and third rounds, and especially because I was able to, block a lot of the shots and get my shot in there. And the last round, I think it was my best round. I was more aggressive and I got that knee in. I think that was a big part of the fight. And I also tried to finish him with the guillotine. It was uh, it was maybe 85, 90% in, but he was tough and he was able to survive it. What were your thoughts on the damage you actually did on, that you actually did on his nose after? <laughs> it was pretty crazy, man. I, I only saw it after the fight. And, you know, uh, it was kind of shocking because it was a really bad break. And I, I wish him nothing but, you know, uh, fast recovery. That's something hard because when we are uh, after the fight, we want to get back to the gym, get back to the drawing board, and right after get to a fight again. And I know a, an injury like that is going to take a little time to, to recover. So it's going to take him out a bit of pain. So I hope he recovers soon and, and gets back to what he does. So you've actually fought four times in the last 10 months. How does that affect your body? Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a bit of a load for the body, but I am a guy that always tries to keep in shape. I don't take more than a week off after a fight, and I'm always on diet to keep myself healthy. So it, it has been hard. I'm trying to get a little break after this fight, but slowly I've already got back to training, and... I don't know. I just like to keep active. I think it keeps my mind working well, keeps my uh, body in shape. So uh, if I can fight one more this year, I'm going to try to do it. So you actually called out Steven Thompson in your last fight. Is that something in the works? That's something we're looking for. Uh, I'm still going to talk to my manager to try to get that fight done, maybe in December. And... I think, you know, I've been showing in the cage what I can do. I've been showing that I am a guy that deserves to be in the top 15, deserves to fight a ranked opponent. I'm looking for that fight, and I think Thompson is the perfect fight for me, uh, especially because of the fans. You know, I think it's a fight that is going to be really exciting. He's got that karate style uh, striking. I'm more of a Muay Thai style. So I think it's two styles that are going to clash each other, and it's going to be a really exciting fight. I think it's a fight that makes sense. Do you believe that's one of the fights that will get you another step closer to the title? Definitely. I think so because Thompson has fought for the title two times. He has wins over several, you know, top opponents. And I the fight for me to get to that next level. And I think a victory over a guy like Thompson is going to step me up. Last questions I have for you, champ. Where can we find you on social media? And is there anyone you would like to thank? The stage is all yours. Yeah, so social media, Instagram, Luke Vicente. So you put my last name first. And everywhere else, Vicente Luque, Vicente MMA, you'll find me. 
And yeah, that's it. Always take my my two teams, Serato MMA, Hard Knocks 365, all the guys that helped me, especially the fans. They are the really, you know, the people that motivate me to go out there and, and do my best. So it was a pleasure talking to you, Vicente, and hopefully we can do it in person soon. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Pleasure's all mine. Take care. You too. Peace. There you have it, guys. That was just Vicente Luque. Next up on the show, we have Anthony Romano. Perform in impressive fashion, Mr. Anthony Romano. How's it going today? Good, Simon. How are you, buddy? Not too bad. So to start off the interview, can you explain to us a little bit about how you began your pro gloves run and how it's going so far? Yeah, you know what? In uh, in all honesty, uh, I was out doing some training over at uh, Genius Fitness with uh, Anthony Romero, and uh, oddly enough, there was a heavy bag hanging uh, off the uh, off the ceiling, and uh, I walked by the bag and. Gave it a punch. Never boxed before in my life, but I gave this uh, bag a punch. And uh, Anthony looks at me and says, uh, want to do some boxing? I said, okay, let's do some. And uh, he put a pair of gloves on me. Absolutely loved it. And, uh, you know, as the day went on, he was showing me a few things. And, uh, and I said, uh, you know, I wish I had done something like this when I was younger. And uh, he, uh, he suggested uh, Pro Gloves, uh, which is an organization... Uh, uh, you know, the charity boxing event here. And uh, so I applied for it. Uh, sure enough, I got it, and now I'm on this journey. Awesome. So how's the training looking for you so far? It's really good. You know what? It's a lot tougher than I thought it would be. Uh, obviously, you've got to be there uh, as often as you can, especially for somebody like me that's never uh, never done something like this before. Um, it becomes addictive, I can tell you that. Uh, I love being in the gym and I love having the gloves on, um, but it, it's pretty good. It's, uh, it, it's, it's hectic. It's, uh, like you say, it's, it's, you're, you're, it's the grind, right? Uh, a lot of hard work. How does it feel knowing you'll be helping so many people through this fight? You know what? Uh, so when pro gloves was mentioned to me, um, uh, I mean, I, I, I already knew about the disease and I've known about it uh, since I was a kid. But, um, uh, you know, I'm learning more and more about the disease as, uh, as we go along. And, uh, uh, you know, it, you know, with, with all the hard work that goes into it, uh, knowing that we are helping uh, all these people uh, who really don't have a choice every day um, is phenomenal. It's a, it's a great feeling. So it gives it uh, even more pro- you know, you develop a love for, for, for the boxing, but, uh, you know, it's even more so because, you know, it's for, for that purpose. You're, you're helping these people. Now, we're still a little bit away, but do you feel like you're beginning to feel like you're almost at the top of your game to perform? Uh, you know what? I think there's always uh, room to get better. Um, uh, we're about three months away from the fight. Uh, we're, we're about uh, three months into... Uh, into training right uh, from when we started. Uh, I feel like I've developed a lot, and uh, I, you know, I, I, I feel great doing it. But I always think that there's room to uh, to get better at what you do. So. So here's one of the most important questions I have for you today. Is there a nickname in the works? <laughs> there actually is a nickname uh, decided. 
we thought uh, just because you know I'm the uh, I'm the older Italian guy. My uh, my name is the Paisano. I'm Anthony the Paisano Romano. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. When you decided to enter pro gloves, what was your family's reaction like? You know what? Uh, extremely supportive. Uh, my wife, I've got five children who, uh, you know, they're, they've all been rusting uh, since uh, my oldest one is 20 now. And she's been rusting since she was in grade threes and they've all followed. Um, they're very supportive. They've seen me going and, uh, you know, I've supported them with uh, their wrestling journeys. Uh, they've reached some pretty high levels and uh, I've been there with them uh, all along. Uh right from the start so for them to see dad doing something that you know is out of the norm um i think they're looking forward to uh to coming out and doing what i've done for them and and you know they're my push they're uh they're very supportive of it and they they love what we're they love what i'm doing here they love uh, what's happening with the old pro gloves uh pro, pro gloves uh thing so it's awesome <laughs> yeah are you taking this as any amateur professional boxer would or is it just since you're fighting for a cause uh it's both it's both uh you know like i say i mean you know putting the gloves on for the first time you you, you develop this uh this thing uh, just a, a, an immediate love for it uh so we're trained like boxers um you know we do all the uh all, all the things that boxers normally do in the ring at training um, but at the same time, it is for a purpose. So I think, like I say, I think the, the fact that it's for a purpose, um, maybe sometimes brings the training a little bit more, uh, how, how can I say it brings a little bit more, uh, intense because it's for that purpose. And because I'm late in the game here, right? I, I've never done this before. So we're, we're training hard. Have you actually had the opportunity to spar you uh so our fight camp starts uh in a couple of weeks um okay not so much of a chance to spar yet but uh, our fight camp starts in a couple of weeks so i mean uh, up until now uh we've been doing uh obviously you know, the punches and the combos and the footwork and all that and uh you know starting in a couple of weeks we start putting it all together and um i think uh, i think our fight camp starts uh i want to say uh second week of uh of september so where can people actually donate to Pro Gloves? Uh, so if uh, Pro Gloves has a website uh, at uh, Uh Once you're on that website, uh, you'll see the list of boxers uh, for uh, for the event that's being held November 29th. Um, and so you can pick a uh, a boxer to uh, to donate in the name of towards Pro Gloves. And I'm also doing a fundraiser on my own for, um, uh, you know, a wine survivor that people can come into. And if anybody wants to do that, they can get me on uh, social media and I'll, I'll get them in there. Last couple of questions for you here. Where can we find you on social media? And is there anyone you would like to thank? The stage is all yours. Uh, so, you know what? I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, Facebook. Uh, people can find me there. Uh, you know what, in all honesty, I, I've got to thank obviously my family for supporting me with, uh, with what I'm doing and for ProGloves for accepting me. But, uh, you know, I've also got to thank, uh, Anthony Romero for getting, uh, this love, uh, for boxing, putting those gloves on me for the first time and everything kind of fell into place, uh, since that date. So. 
That looks to be all the time we have today, Mr. Romano, and I can't wait to watch all the hard work and sacrifice you put in, Teo. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Simon. My pleasure. All right. There you have it, guys. That was Pearl Gloves' newest fighter, Anthony Romano. Next up on the show, last but not least, your boy, Eric Anders. Eric, how's it going today? Man, everything's doing good, man. Just uh, getting the start to my morning and uh, head out the door and start training here in a little bit. Awesome. So can you start off the show by telling us a little bit about yourself and the story and how you began MMA? Uh, well, you know, I uh, I played football all my life, uh, played in college. Uh, after college, got on with the Cleveland Browns, got cut, went to Canada, got cut, uh, played a year of arena football and pretty much said, if it's not the if it's not the NFL, then I don't want to play. So I, uh, I do, started doing the nine to five thing, just, you know, found myself bored, frustrated and uh, needing an outlet. So I started training. Uh, Fell in love with the sport and, uh, you know, pretty much been doing it ever since. Right on. So you already talked about uh, your football career. With your last fight coming by TKO, did that uh, put you back on track? Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, I think uh, you're only as good as your last performance. So uh, I think my last one was a pretty good one. So I think I'm back on track. Um, uh, got another one coming up here pretty soon and uh, look to end it the same way. Now, you've actually had a fight in Bellator, correct? Yep, yep. What made you choose the UFC? Uh, it's not necessarily that I chose, you know. I, uh, you know, back then I was just trying to get in where I fit in, where I could, you know, uh, potentially make a living fighting and only fighting. So uh, I fought for Bellator, and uh, I actually, like, tried to politic and, you know, uh, get myself like a multi-fight contract with Bellator, but, you know, uh, they weren't having it, I guess. And then I uh, fought two or three more times, and then the UFC came calling. So, you know, here I am. So, beginning your MMA career, did you believe you would end up where you are today? Um, man, you know, I always wanted to be like a professional athlete. You know, I thought that it would be football. Um, you know, that didn't work out, and... Uh, Man, I knew as soon as I started fighting that being in the UFC was was uh, one of the ultimate goals. And, you know, I just wasn't going to stop until I got there. Now, I know MMA is one of those sports that requires a lot of training and focus. Does that kind of push you away from your family time? And does that affect you at all? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I live and train in Birmingham. But, you know, I travel a pretty good bit to go train. Other places, like right now, I'm in Dallas training with uh, Safe Saeed at, uh, at Florida. So, you know, I'll be gone from the family for two weeks. Um, so, you know, it's not easy, but, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do so you can do what you want to do. And um, I, I try, you know, I don't waste time. It's not like I'm out here partying or nothing, you know. Uh, I'm out here training, getting better, learning new things, uh, training a really good training partner. So, you know, it, uh, it'll be worth it at the end. I know when my brother began MMA, my parents were kind of like, uh, this is what you want to do. How was your family's reaction when they found out you wanted to be a fighter? Uh, well, it's funny because when I was a kid, you know, I told my mom that I wanted to box. And then she was like, no, you're going to be brain dead. And then <laughs> she lets me play football, which is, you know, probably just as bad, if not worse, than, than boxing is. And then... uh 
after I got done with football, I told her that I was going to do MMA. And uh, she said, I don't know why you want to do MMA. You got such a pretty smile. You're going to get your teeth knocked out, blah, blah. And, but then she finished it with, she was like, I know you. You're going to do what you want anyway. So, you know, you know, have fun. So, you know, they, uh, my brothers, you know, I got three brothers and two sisters. So, you know, they were all about it. They thought it was really cool. I don't think that any of them thought that I would take it as seriously uh, as I did and get to where I'm at. So, you know. Uh, you know, it's just pretty cool to 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 be here. Outside of fighting, do you have any hobbies you enjoy doing? Uh, man, you know, when I'm not fighting or training, you know, I like spending time with the family. So, you know, it uh, really depends what the kids want to do. You know, we like to travel uh, and go different places. So, you know, like Disneyland, Six Flags, and, and uh, you know, uh, where, wherever I'm fighting, like I fought you know, uh, in Canada. So, you know, when I fought in Canada, we went to go see the CN Tower and walk around Toronto and stuff. Um, uh, when I fought in Atlanta, we went to the aquarium, the Georgia Aquarium, which is like the biggest aquarium in the world. So, you know, we always try to like find somewhere that, uh, that I'm fighting, uh, something to do where I'm fighting like the day after the fight. So. Wait, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any troubles getting down to your fight weight in case 185? Uh, not really, man. You know, uh, before I met my wife, I did the yeah, the old school, don't eat for a week, run, you know, 30 miles a week trying to, you know, just get your weight down. Um, but then when I met my wife, and you know, that that's miserable doing that, man. Yeah, it's miserable. Uh, but when I met my wife, you know, she's really big into the health, nutrition, and dietitian thing, so... She, you know, I actually eat more fighting at middleweight uh, than I do normally just to keep that metabolism going. And, you know, so I don't really have like those hunger pains and, you know, I still get moody and stuff like that. But, you know, that's to be expected when you're cutting weight. And, uh, man, it's really just like the last two or three pounds that are a pain in the ass. So outside of that, you know, it's, you know, as long as I'm disciplined and doing what I'm supposed to do, then everything's all good. Perfect. I keep having someone there for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, last couple of questions, Eric. Where can we find you on social media? And is there anyone you would like to shout out real quick? The stage is all yours. Uh, yeah, man, you guys can follow me Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Eric Anders, E R Y K A N D E R S. And, uh, you know, man, just shout out to everybody who's got a hand in the pot and, and, you know, trying to make me better. You know, my family, wife, kids, coaches, training partners. Uh, you know, it takes a takes a, it really does take a team to to get me prepared for a, for the fight. So you know, uh, just thank you to all those people. Now, I know you're a busy guy, so it was a pleasure having you on the show, and I'm looking forward to doing it. Again. Hey, thanks, brother. Anytime. Awesome. Peace. Have a good one. Yeah. There you have it, guys. Episode number 13 in the books. We'll see you for episode 14, which will feature many more MMA fighters, coaches, even managers. <laughs> Peace.